Hello everyone. This is the first episode in this season where I do not have a guest. Steve just got me. And if you want to click off now, then I totally understand. But if you want to hear an update as I just check in with you guys on my life and some new endeavors that I have uh, embarked upon, then feel free to stay on for a few minutes. Uh, If you guys know me personally, then you know that my newest endeavor and um, career choice is that I have gotten into insurance with my dad and uh, we are under the label and the business name of Casey Insurance. So he's Ken Church, I'm Catherine Church. And eventually when he retires, then I will inherit the business and we won't have to change the name. How convenient is that? And so if you know anybody that is about to turn 65 or that is already on Medicare or that needs any type of retirement financing options, then definitely hit me up. Uh, we can do life insurance and long-term care and retirement financing as far as 401k and IRA rollovers, uh, as well as helping people to decipher in the overwhelming world of Medicare that can be confusing at times. But I like to simplify options and help people wherever I can. And also, I am outside right now because that is where I have the most peace, is being out under the sun and just feeling its warmth and especially on this November day uh, it is a very gorgeous day today and if you have not been outside lately I don't know where you live in the world but hopefully it is as beautiful as it is here in North Carolina right now Uh, about 75 sunny the leaves are just majestic and vivid in all of their hues and if you happen to hear leaves rustling or breeze or birds singing around me that's why because I'm outside and maybe you're listening to this while you're outside or while you're driving or whatever and you're getting to see some of the beauty of nature right now Uh, yeah so another thing is November has been for most of my life a time where I anticipate it being uh, getting close to holidays with family and gathering around food and just you know the weather gets cooler and I love cooler weather fall is my favorite and October is my favorite month because I did just turn 32 a few weeks ago and that is wild I'm 32 but it's still young and I appreciate when people still call me a baby and that's what I get for hanging around people that are older than I am I love it Uh, but yeah so November has taken on a different feel uh, the last several years and again if you know my family you know my story then you know that November is the month that we lost my brother and this Thanksgiving will be 14 years and I said that I had just turned 32 and it's kind of weird because he was only 31 when he died uh, by way of suicide and it's something that I don't think anyone ever gets over We learn how to breathe and how to laugh again and how to still smile through pain and through grief. And yesterday was a pretty rough day for me. I cried and was angry at a lot of things and listened to a lot of, I'll say, angry music. (laughs) It kind of just allowed me to feel all the feelings. And I needed that. It It was therapy for me. And... Today, 
I'm smiling more, I'm laughing more, I'm enjoying a good meal at a nice restaurant with uh, some of my work family. And just, again, listening to music, but this time it's much happier music. And I like that there are songs that are just the soundtrack to sometimes how we feel. And music is very powerful, and it's a tool that can be used in a lot of different ways. And so I want to use it, whether I'm just listening to it, whether I'm playing, whether I'm writing music, I want to utilize it uh, productively. And I want to channel it in a way that's going to bring about all of the, the good and necessary emotions that God gave us to feel. We have 87 emotions that have been uh, scientifically labeled and there's vocabulary for them. Uh, one of my favorite speakers and authors is Dr. Brene Brown and she has written a book called Atlas of the Heart that really just gives vocabulary and, and meaningful language to all of those emotions. So I encourage people to to read that or if you do podcasts like you're listening to this one um, she's got some podcasts as well and I just love that I think that I'm not the only one that was kind of brought up to maybe suppress certain emotions and uh, you know it's something that culture teaches us and a lot of times if you're raised in church uh, church life and religion teaches us to suppress emotions and to not allow them to surface and that's just not healthy. I think that even emotions that we would consider to be negative, I think they serve a purpose. And I think that even anger and grief, uh, things that we would want to avoid, I think they actually can be productive in our life. And we need the balance. We need the the highs and lows as much as I don't like them. Uh, uh, not to get too much, but hey, this is my podcast and I can be vulnerable if I want. But I have been diagnosed with bipolar two. Um, on medication for it, and just recently uh, got upped in my medication. So that's fun. I don't intend to be on it forever, but it is helping to at least stabilize a lot of the highs and lows that I've felt for a lot of my life. Uh, let's see, what's next? I was scrolling through Instagram recently, and I found a post. I don't know if you guys know the name Nightbird. She, her name's Jane. She won, well actually she didn't win technically, but she got a golden buzzer on the X Factor a few years ago and has gotten just a tremendous amount of support and publicity. And she was sick. She knew that she was dying when she auditioned for the show and when she got the golden buzzer. And before she was even able to perform and to compete in the in the last rounds she actually passed away and she had been writing songs and poetry before then that were not published and released before she passed and her family has taken over her Instagram account and I'm gonna read something that was was a poem that she wrote that did not get uh, released and it's called when grief comes knocking when grief comes knocking, answer the door. Let her in. Let her tell you all that was lost. Let her remind you how marvelous it was. Let her paint your memories in slow motion. Let her sing your story with a cello. Let her teach you gratefulness and how to pay attention. Do not turn her away at the door. If you do, she will come back again knocking. Let her speak her peace. 
let her do her work, cleansing you of your tears. Then send her on her way. Then you can sleep through the night without waking from her tapping. And I read that, and I didn't know her personally, but I think most of America, if you followed her, you, you kind of felt like you did. And you could literally feel her joy through the TV screen, through your phone screen, however you were watching or uh, following her Instagram posts. And to know that she had such a peace about death and about grief and that she was able to write that. And it just, it makes it very clear that grief is not a bad thing. I think grief shows us that the love that we felt for someone or for something, that it mattered, that it was real and that it was deep. And so we grieve when they or it is lost. And if somebody is listening and maybe you are experiencing some fresh wounds of grief and they've not uh, healed over to where it's a scar, but it's still more like an open wound. People may mean well in their encouragement and in their suggestions and opinions of how you should act or react in response to that grief. But I want to encourage you, like, whatever you feel like you need to do that's going to be beneficial for you, if it means that you just need to go take a drive, that you need to scream, that you need to open up and talk to somebody and not be afraid of their judgment if you break down, then do it. And you know what? There's also no judgment if you heal faster than somebody else and you move on and you learn to laugh at a faster pace than maybe somebody else did. There's no judgment in either. You are absolutely allowed to feel and to process the grief however you need to. I think sometimes when people are watching somebody else grieve and it seems like that they're just moving on with their life, people are perplexed and think that maybe that person didn't care as much. Or maybe if they loved someone and they lost them, maybe they, they loved them less than somebody else who was taking longer to process. But that's just not true. We all process things differently. We go through things, we process hurt differently. I know that when I'm hurt, I kind of become a recluse and I go into hiding and I don't want to talk. <laughs> uh, I will process, if you even want to say that. Sometimes I just, I still battle suppressing it and not even wanting to, to deal with it. But I typically do it alone. And since I have been going to therapy the last few years, I have a safe space where I pay somebody to listen to me and to give me uh, some affirmations and some research-based, psychological, but also theologically sound advice that makes me feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not crazy and God's not mad at me for how I choose to grieve and how I choose to process things. And for other people, when they get hurt, they show it out loud. 
and they don't go into hiding and don't kind of seclude themselves, but they may lash out or, um, you know, even unknowingly or unintentionally hurt somebody else because of their hurt. And this is where grace and compassion comes in because we have to understand that we all have so many different personality types and we have different experiences that have led us to where we are and to how we cope. And I appreciate that not everybody is like me. I appreciate that people deal with things differently and I may be tempted at times to judge somebody because they are grieving differently or hurting differently or healing differently than I am. But that is on me and that is a flaw of mine because I do not want to judge anybody for their own healing process. So I want that to be freeing for you guys because whether or not you want to admit it or whether or not it's happened recently or, or you're going through it right now, we have all experienced grief and pain and hurt and loss and trauma in our life. And it's probably not going to be the end of whatever we'll experience. So remind yourself to smile and encourage yourself to laugh. Cultivate environments and friendships and relationships that give you the free and safe space to be and to laugh and to cry and to scream and to vent and to rant if you need to, knowing that they're not going to judge you either. Those friends can be very rare, uh, hard to find. And if you find them, then hang on to them because they are gold. I have a few myself and I think I take for granted the ones that I do have. I just Every year uh, around my birthday, people that don't even know me, like they may just know of me through social media or through a lot of the things that I do in the community, uh, people just just show love to me. On, like even if it's just saying happy birthday on my Facebook post, like I may not hear from you or talk to you at all through the whole year, but Facebook notifies you that it's my birthday. And so you actually take the time to tell me and to wish me happy birthday. And then other people just go above and beyond and I, I, I get kind of awkward like receiving gifts that's not really my love language as far as like giving or receiving but when people actually take the time to make sentimental gifts and thoughtful gifts and to me it's it's more so an act of service which is my love language then that like literally that gives me the encouragement and the nourishment that my soul needs like literally for the whole year until my birthday the next year. And I do, like I love to celebrate my own birthday. I think that my birthday may be my favorite holiday because it's when all of my people get to be with all of my people and we get to eat and have fun and laugh and listen to music and just do all the fun things. And I love that. So I don't know what your favorite holiday is. A lot of people, it's Christmas. A lot of people, it's Easter. Um, Halloween was just last week. A lot of people love Halloween. They love to dress up and uh, pretend to be somebody else for a day or a weekend or whatever it is. But mine is my birthday. That's my favorite holiday. So fun fact, if you ever get quizzed on what's my favorite holiday, it's my birthday. Um, yeah, you can tell that I don't have notes. I do a lot of stuff impromptu. Uh, 
and that's okay. When I'm speaking, whether it's at an assisted and independent living facility, like I did this past week, to a bunch of directors of facilities and people that are way, way, way further advanced than I am in the in the business world, and I just get to speak to them from my heart. Technically, kind of about insurance and what I'm doing career-wise, but also just sharing with them my heart. I didn't really have many notes. I had some bullet points of stuff I wanted to cover. But I'm just not a notes person. And so I don't really know what all I intended to be in this episode, but I hope that it's encouraging in some way. And I always hope that my podcast as a whole and every episode and every guest that I bring on is encouraging and enlightening and affirming and that it gives you hope. And that people's stories, hearing from them and them being transparent with stuff that they've gone through or are going through right now, that that would in some way illuminate some places that may be dark and uh, hidden in your own life that you just kind of want to sweep under the rug or, you know, there's dust and cobwebs that have formed on it. Like you never know who needs to hear what you have experienced. And not just in past tense, but what you're going through right now. I don't think that it is in our best interest or anybody else's to wait until we have officially overcome something to start speaking about what it is that we're in the middle of. Like there is such a beauty about being in the middle of a situation where you're not where you were, but you're also, you know that you're not where you can be and where you want to be and where you're headed. And Stephen Furtick, one of my favorite pastors, he calls that the growth gap. That looking back is making us grateful because we're seeing that we're not where we were and that we have grown. And then looking ahead of us is, I can't remember what the other G is. I think, I don't know, I can't remember. It's grateful behind and then it might be growing. <laughs> it might be that we're looking ahead. Um, and that's the other, the other G of where there is room for growth. And there is a grace in the middle that we are right now where we need to be and where we're supposed to be. And that everything that has happened up until this point in our life has led us to this point. And it's up to us right now how we steward this moment, how we steward this day, how we steward the relationships that we have, how we steward our job, how we steward every what would seem like accidental encounter at a grocery store or just when you're passing somebody on the road, like we are stewards of those moments. And sometimes we just go by them haphazardly and we don't even know that that could have been a life-changing moment for somebody. And I want to be more and more aware and less self-consumed and less self-absorbed to where I can actually see the needs and the hearts of people that I don't even know. Because a lot of times when you look somebody in the eye, their eyes will tell, them, will tell you more than their words may ever be able to. And I want to be able to look somebody in the eye and smile at them genuinely and for them to actually feel love radiating through me into them. And there's that transfer of this energy of love that is supernatural. It can't be, it can't be taught or bought. Like, it, there, I think there's another cheesy phrase that, it's got to be caught. <laughs> it can't be taught or bought. It's got to be caught. And people say that, that my, somebody just told me the other day that my, what did they say? My joy is infectious. 
And I was like, well, if I'm going to be spreading the sickness of infection, I'd rather it be joy, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, and I think that I'll, when, when I'm not feeling so joyful sometimes and I'm feeling kind of down, even, again, a different person told me that even that was inspiring to them because it encouraged them to be more open and transparent about what they're feeling. And it let them know that they're not alone in what they're feeling. So in all of this, you have free reign and you have permission to feel all the things, to experience and process however you need to with whatever you're dealing with. I know this is like so broad and so generic, but I have to be because there's a ton of listeners to this podcast. and I don't know who exactly I'm speaking to, so I'm going to make it in broad terms and then you can fill in the blank and make it specific to you. But I just want to encourage you with that. And if for some reason the holidays coming up are uh, not so much being anticipated, but almost being dreaded, then I want you to look at it with a new perspective this year. And I want you to look at it as you still have a lot left. Because we can focus on what we've lost or we can focus on what we've got left. And a lot of times what we have left is enough and more than enough to keep us encouraged and to keep us going. And I don't want to sacrifice moments that I've got and people that I've got right now for the sake of me grieving over what I've lost. And it's a huge perspective shift because it's not disregarding the pain and the grief, but it's saying, I have those for a reason and it's going to propel me to actually experience more joy. It's a huge mind renewal practice to allow the pain and the heartache to propel you to experience more pure joy. So I think that's it for me now, guys. I love y'all so much and it's going to be a really great rest of the year. This year has flown by. We've still been, in my opinion, living in a really long 2020. <laughs> We're wrapping up 2022 at this point, and it's crazy for me because this is the Medicare season, and it's a little bit lot more busy than normally at this time of year, but it's good. It keeps my mind busy, keeps me occupied, and I still have to remind myself to set clear boundaries for myself. Uh, not to say what other people can't do, but what I am choosing to allow and to not allow, and also to give me time to rest and to take Sabbaths every once in a while. It doesn't have to be one day a week. It doesn't have to be a specific time, but to intentionally set aside days on the calendar where I have nothing on my schedule, have nowhere I have to be, and I can literally just be and be still and, and just sit and enjoy and reflect. And it's beautiful. So I love y'all so much. You, if you don't know how to contact me, then I think there's ways to contact me through the podcast, but you can look me up on Instagram, Facebook. If you don't know my phone number, then you can ask for it. <laughs> if you need to, to call or text or whatever, I try to make myself as available and accessible as possible. And y'all are awesome. Thank you for being such faithful listeners. And if you're still listening to this, y'all are the real MVP. And I don't know what I've done to deserve your love and your ears but I do appreciate it and I don't ever want to take it for granted. And I'm excited about more episodes coming up with some of my friends and y'all are going to love them too. All right. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Church Talks. Church Talks. Church Talks.